In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks, where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome to another episode of Fred Talks, a catalyst for crucial conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Fred B. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by a distinguished guest, my cousin, Jasmine Davis. And she's on today to help us grasp and appreciate the beauty and the necessity of femininity and feminine energy, industry, spirituality. And we even talk about strategy, relational polarity, and a myriad of things in between. The conversation is so thorough that this will just be the first installment of a multi-part episode. So uh, we have a lot to share. Let's get into it right after these ground rules. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're gonna say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that their perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us. Unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Fred Talks. Uh, in preparation for uh, the interview, I was thinking about different ways that I could bring you on and introduce you, right? Uh, right. And so as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, you know, there's a whole bunch of ways. But what came to mind was, if I were to use one phrase to describe you, what the, the most prominent uh, thought is, renaissance woman. And mm. um, I say that because, you know, just from what I'm observing from afar, you wear so many hats and, <laughs> and that's, that's not really so unique. Like everybody's out here getting it. Well, most people are out here getting it, but <laughs> what makes it unique about how you go about it is you're juggling all these hats, all these balls in the air. You're doing it gracefully and you're doing it without this grind, grind mentality. Uh, and everybody claim that they're grinding. That's become so trite anyway. Uh, and we'll get into that later, but what I get from, you know, just w- watching your content on Facebook and all this is that you're not about grinding, you're more about aligning. And you yes. do that while standing firmly but softly in all of your feminine glory. <laughs> right? Right. So, so just from the outside looking in, you know, I know better than to say, hey, man, we're going to have Ms. Jasmine Davis on the, uh, on the show and she's a strong black woman. Because I don't think, I don't think that would be a compliment to you. I think that would be like antithetical to the whole philosophy that you embody and that you, that you try to promote. So we're going to get into that. It's just my custom. Whenever I have a distinguished guest on the show, I like to make sure that I promote the person as my primary uh, focus and then their profession or their product as my secondary uh, fo- uh, focus or priority. So with that said, here's my random question that'll help us 
to uh, warm up to you as quick as we can. Uh, All right. Let's talk movies. If there was <laughs> a biopic about your life, three-part question, what would you title it and why that oh title? <laughs> what, what would the movie be about? And then who would you cast to select to, to play you? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, if there was mm-hmm. a three, you said if there was a movie about my life, what would a movie? What would mm-hmm. I? A movie about your life. What would what I would title it? Uh huh. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> evolution of a soft black girl. Mm. Yo, that's you know that's fire though. That's, <laughs> you know, I I do what yeah. I can. You know. <laughs> and you, hey, and I'm gonna just push you a little bit. You know, you do what you want to do with it, but. That could be a whole podcast show right there. Hey, you know, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. So the evolution of a soft black girl, um, it seems pretty self-evident to me, but that's because I'm connected to you. So why that title for those that don't know you yet? Well, I feel like it will be fitting for my life because, you know, where I am now is not where I have always been. Um, by, mm-hmm. you know, I've done a lot of evolving, um, yeah. especially over the past few years, but in general, over my entire life. So, right. you know, I went from a few ways of thinking to where I am now, which I'm sure I have more evolving to do. I mean, you know, when you're done evolving, that's it. You know? So you yeah. want to continue to evolve. So, right. um, yeah, I feel like it will be fitting for me and also people who know me. It will, last year, you don't know this year, you know, and the year before. Like, we, mm-hmm. you know, we've been in connection for a few years now, so you've been able to see some of that growth yeah. and evolution. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so you, you kind of answered the second part, too, which is what it would be about. So it would be about your evolution. I, I presume that's yes. what you respond. Okay. And then... uh. Who would you cast to play you? And now, here's where you're going to have to help me out, though, because I'm not as good with names. So if you throw out their name, it probably won't have the same impact. But if you can also help me connect the dots, like where would I recognize them from? Okay. Uh, I would probably say, <laughs> I want to say Lupita Nyong'o, because you, you, you know how I stand for her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, really, I mean, her, realistically speaking, it would probably be Tatiana Ali. So, because okay. I enjoy her acting, and I feel we have a similar personality. Okay. All right. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah. Is she like? <laughs> is she on the scene? Is she like out in the forefront? As she's like? kind of on the scene, but kind of in the backdrop. I think she's doing like producing and stuff now. So okay. she's still on the scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive celebrity mm-hmm. or not, who would it be? Where would you dine? And then what three questions would you ask them? I'll say it again. So if you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, okay. uh, celebrity or not, so we could be somebody in your family, but just help us understand, like, what's the sentiment there? Uh, uh, who would it be? Where would you dine? Um, and what three questions would you, would you pose? Would you ask them? Wow. Okay, that's a lot. So... Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> It has to be one person. Oh, I'm person. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go with Josephine Bonaparte. 
Pascula. Tell us. Okay. Tell us okay, just the one part is was the was the first wife of Napoleon. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was very All influential right. in you know his campaigns and um, is considered basically the brainchild behind the man that we know as Napoleon. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, she was really brain just the essence behind, you know, she was his inspiration. So Yeah. That's so um, dope that you picked her though, right? Like of course you would pick her. Like I I this is my first <laughs> time hearing about her, but as you're yeah. unpacking who she is, of course you would pick her. That's that's like, right. That's so consistent yeah. with who you are. That's how yeah. you know it's real. Okay. It, it, it is. And she was a very powerful woman, but powerful like in her own feminine essence, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it was even mm-hmm. said, you know, just to give a little background about her, like when, because she was his first wife after they divorced and he didn't want, he didn't want to divorce her, but she couldn't produce the heir and that was very important to him. Mm-hmm. So he had to divorce her in order to remarry so he couldn't produce an heir because the legacy was, you know, to continue on his name was that important. Um, you know, he was, they still called her empress in title um, and he still loved her, but mm. you know, after they divorced, actually, that's when his campaign in his popularity—well, his popularity was already kind of low—but it was his his control and like most of his, I guess you would say, his power started diminishing mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you know she was not a consistent in his life, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They go I mean, through the whole. We, we'll get into that later, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I'm intrigued, though. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so that's who you dine with. Where would you that's go? who I would dine with. Where would we go? Um, I would take her, look, I would take her to somewhere nearby where I live. You know, I'm in Birmingham, okay. so I would probably take her to the Pazit Food Hall that is okay. local us that's downtown, uh, probably mm. to either the Ethiopian restaurant there mm. or... Yeah, or maybe I would take her to, uh, oh, no, I would take her to Waffle Works because that's like a okay. chicken and waffle place. And I know she wouldn't know anything about that because she's born. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, you know, she's paying, though. Oh, she's definitely paying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay. I'm saying, because if you want to eat on her dime, you want to go somewhere else, just, I right. just proper context. But, but if you still want to expose her to the culture, then I guess, okay. Right. Okay, in the three okay. questions, the mm. three questions I'll ask her. Um, wow. So, you know, this is so funny because I've never thought about it as much as, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I guess I would ask her, how did you know? He, I, I would ask her, how did you, how are you able to see the greatness in the man you pick? Mm. Um, that will be one question. Mm. Um, number two would be, I guess I would ask her, did she regret, you know, the decision to pair with such a powerful man uh, at any mm. point? Hey, doesn't. Okay. Yes. And three, I think I would ask her, um, I think, yes, I would ask her, how, you know, how did it feel knowing that couldn't give him what he most wanted, which was an heir. Mm. So, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, the first question, how, I think you said, how was she able to see his greatness or see his potential for greatness? Mm-hmm. Which one mm-hmm. was it? So, um, it was his potential. Yeah, his potential. Right. Do you think, uh, do you think that's, that's something that can really be uh, measured? Like, I do. You know, I say, okay, because I was hanging out with some fellas yesterday. I was like, look, bro, you can do all your due diligence, all your vetting, you sh- as you should, pre-marriage. I said, but the person you marry, they're going to change. Right. Um, like, I mean, cause you like, we talked about evolution. So we're all evolving. Life happens. And God, you know, when you put kids into the mix, things change at an accelerated rate. So what are some ways that people can tell just generally speaking, they can tell what somebody's potential is. I mean, is it like they interview the ex, uh, they gotta be employed already. Like what are some tattletale signs, generally speaking, that people can use? to tell if somebody has the potential to, to be a good companion? You know, that that can go so many, there are so many different ways you can, I, because, you know, I necessarily wouldn't say, oh, you know, there are certain things you want to make sure that a person has in place, mm-hmm. period, you know, before mm-hmm. you deal with them, you know, mm-hmm. but just because they have those things in place, that doesn't necessarily speak about their character or who sure. they will become. So, sure. um, because that might be like the height of where they mm. are and as far as they can reach, you know. And they plateau at that point. And they plateau at that point. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that's not important because it definitely is. You want to see where a person is currently in front of you, yeah. you know. But I really feel like the mindset that a person has is mm. crucially important. Like that is of the most important because, yeah. you know, life happens. I have a spouse who has a great job today mm-hmm. and they may get laid off tomorrow. But if, as long as they have the same mindset that they, yeah. if they have a winner's mindset, that's of, I mean, that that's one of the highs. That'll be one of their lows. It won't, yeah. it, it, they won't stay there. That's just a low yeah, point. Yeah, it won't ultimately define them. It's just, it won't ultimately define. And then you said, does she regret, would she, does she regret having married somebody um, like a magnate that she married, right? Right. Somebody right. that, yeah. At any point, did she regret marrying uh, the man who we would, who will become Napoleon like, are there any, yeah, would there be any reservations mm. about, you know, not doing, yeah, wishing she hadn't what's done that? What's the thought behind that? Are you thinking because of, like, now you're kind of like a spectacle? Like, I mean, um, you, you kind of lose your privacy, you know, yeah. every, you're like a, in a fishbowl? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. also, you know, you got to think, if Napoleon, if Napoleon didn't become Napoleon, he wouldn't be their love could have lasted years. So, you know, there's a few things, you know, I mean, also, she was actually more popular at the time that Napoleon, when they got together, I don't want, you know, I mean, he was basically like a nobody, you know, he Mm -hmm. was, you know, just lower level ranking 
uh, yeah. officer, and she was of high society. She was more well-known than he was. So by marrying him and him moving up the ranks, that kind of drowned out her, yeah. you know, popularity. Yeah. Or, you know, so, you know, yeah. it's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to get into about okay. what you what you offer uh, as far as services. Um, so I want to get into the homeschooling business. I want to talk about your brand, the soft uh, black girl, and then mm-hmm. ultimately we'll end off uh, talking about, you know, some of the spiritual insights, the journey, how you got there, where you are at this station right now and so forth. Let's start with soft black girl, which I believe if I'm not mistaken is the newest creation in addition to your entrepreneurial catalog. Um, yes. So for starters, can you tell us what inspired the brand and why do we need it? Or what, what is it, wh- what service or what purpose is it fulfilling? You know, how is it adding value? Okay. So um, overall, it was most of the things that, you know, whatever I get into, whatever project um, I start, usually come from within, something mm-hmm. that has changed with me. You know, it has to mm-hmm. resonate with me on a personal level. Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some of it was just a burnout of, for me, you know, and then it just blossomed. I started seeing that there was a, a, a theme of mm-hmm. burnt out black women mm-hmm. yeah. in America. You know, um, just in conversation and just in um, watching social media and just in observing people who I knew personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I I think, you know, I first started getting it because when I first started reading about, you know, all of this kind of tied, all of my things are tied in. So when I first started, you know, reading about feminine energy, uh, mm-hmm. Most of the content came from white women or either women of other nationalities or backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really read anything outside of one book that I would recommend to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was specifically targeted to black women. Um, mm-hmm. it, because it, historically, we haven't, black women haven't even We haven't, yeah, it's not. Right, it's uh, not our thing. So it was like everything that I was yeah. reading and the understanding of feminine energy or just, you know, softness, I was reading that for people of other mm. cultures. So, mm. you know, um, I kind of start fishing around, you know, looking for other black women who were like-minded, uh, you know, yeah. who were studying femininity. And it was a very, I mean, I, I found the community, but it was very small. Um, yeah. So... You know, that, that's kind of like what led, that was the starting point. Um, mm-hmm. Asking a few questions, you know, seeing how black women felt about certain things uh, as far yeah. as, I'm, to be honest, when it was black, you know, and I know this is going to like, it was really the Black Panther movie was the thing mm. that kind of really pushed me into analyzing um, our the black woman's image and even the image that we portray and the image that we uh, celebrate in the media mm. of our city. So, you talk yeah. about the Black Panther, especially I went to like Fred Hampton, you talk about like Wakanda, uh, Black Panther, the yes. movie. 
right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, 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 what about how they were portrayed? I mean, because I, I walked away, like, that's what we need to see. Like, the matriarchs are able to hold it down just as well. Not that they should have to, but, like, this debunks the whole argument that women are just inferior. Now, right. I imagine you probably would say, well, yes, but they have a different type of strength and value that they bring. They shouldn't have to mirror a, ma- a masculine type of energy. I mean, wh- what is it about how they were portrayed that inspires you to, to go this re- direction? Like, did you like it first or you didn't off, like the way they were portrayed? You know, first off, I want to say, you know, Wakanda forever. You know, nah. we, we love, <laughs> you know, so I'm not, you know, this in the movie. I know that's one of our, you know, that's like boys in the hood. That's like one of, yeah. hey, we're going to protect yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, facts. Right. But, you know, it didn't, you know, I, I didn't have a, I came away from the movie theater. I, I love the movie, but it was something about the portrayal of the women before it just, it just did not resonate. And I just mm. could not make it. Like, I could okay. not get into it. It was, mm. I was not feeling it for it. Like, I do believe that black women should be shown and celebrated in the media in various ways. I don't believe sure. that we should have one particular image. However, sure. the thing is, is that since we don't see, historically, we have not seen black women yes. in a more feminine, softer, um, yeah. more docile type of life, we have kind of, we, we, we know we are I mean, we get, I mean, that's kind of like what I came away from because it was like, okay, I also yeah. didn't, I, I didn't like the women protecting T'Challa. I did not I like, it. yeah, I didn't like it. I couldn't. I hear that. I, 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 I understood it. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, but it just didn't resonate me and how the structure of my household is or mm-hmm. how I would even want the structure of my household to be. I could appreciate that. Let me ask you this. Uh, so from the time that you got inspired, how long were you just um, kind of filling it out, mulling it over? You had the idea, but you didn't know if it was really something to it. You know, it was just kind of incubating in the back of your mind. So from the mm-hmm. time of idea or inspiration to now it's an entity, it's a real thing, like it's a real brand. What's that time, mm-hmm. line, time, time span like? It was it was about a year. Actually, I had another a whole nother brand that I was working on behind the scenes, um, okay. and but it was more targeted. It was um, mm-hmm. I won't say the name of it because I'm still some copyright the name, right? Okay. <laughs> but yep. you know, um, it was more targeted towards black um, stay at home moms, um, okay. and you know. But I start the more I connected with like minded black women, the more I started saying, okay, this this would have to be bigger than stay-at-home moms. This would have to be bigger mm. than married black women. This would have yeah. to be bigger than adult women. Because there's you know, this would have, like, right. you would be, yeah, you would be missing an audience, like, like across the board, you're like, they all, yeah. 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 I'll tell you this, yeah. um, and, and, and this is no gas, I'm just telling you, like, I, 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 um, what's coming across is like, you have a real heart. Like this is not just for, for clout or for, um, revenue or anything like that. I feel like, you know, you know, you're like, man, 
somebody needs to provide a solution. So you're being solution-oriented, but I really hear your compassion for women. Like, you got to, you know, if you were older, you know, you'd be a church mother. <laughs> like, you got a real heart for, for women, man, and um, that's so precious, you know. Um, and it's just my hope that as you go throughout this, I know you're going to, there's probably going to be some ups and some downs that, that your heart would just um, just remain like that, that that you wouldn't have so many so many adverse experiences that would make it a little bit callous because, I'm, yeah, you are providing a solution. I mean, as you're talking, I'm, it, it's becoming clearer and clearer how much of a need there is for this and how you're the one to deliver that need. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Man, how, you. how fortunate are we to be able to experience you and what you're offering, man? I mean, like, the privilege is ours, you know? Like, Go ahead. Thank you so much for it. Thank you. I yeah. really appreciate it. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle at Fred Talks, spelled Fred T-A-L-X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Fred Talks. Remember, Talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but... When it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented, motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks at mail.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back. So speaking of encouragement and discouragement, um, have you had any discouragement along the way um, other than just kind of maybe being disheartened like, man, the need is so great, you know, what about from people? Like, have, 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 have people opposed you? Have they not been as receptive to the message as you thought they would be? Like, hey, man, I'm trying to tell you good news, and they're so indoctrinated maybe, you know, that they hear you as an enemy versus a friend? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yes, I have. Um, really? Not, yes, not necessarily on my platform. But mm-hmm. when I was when I was doing, I guess the back work for it, just polling black women and um, asking certain questions on social media, and mm-hmm. um, you know doing the research um, behind feminine energy and feminine historically within the black community, reading mm-hmm. books, and gathering information, and just talking with black women, I did tend to get the most resistance from other black women. More so than I did men, I did, yeah. um, you know, and that was discouraging. 
But, yeah. you know, it's, but some of it, you know, I understand because, you know, for instance, when you hear, and that's the reason why I titled it, I made sure to use the word soft because it does provoke. It's a provoking mm-hmm. word, you know, yeah. and that is what it's supposed to do. You know, it's either mm-hmm. going to provoke a negative feeling or a good feeling. And, you know, before, oh. like, and I have a, um, one of my questions that I was asking on social media when I was, you know, trying to do the back work behind, you know, trying to decide where I was going to go with this, um, was I, I think I asked the question like, um, what does the word soft make you feel? Women. Only women could, you know, respond. If someone just came to you and all they said was, I think you're soft, you know, that's it. If you don't have any context of what they're saying, how yeah. does that you feel? What is, what is the first thought? You know, and a lot of women were offended at that. And, you know, it was yeah. it was not surprising, but it was kind of surprising because as women, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is the level of programming that we have yeah. that we feel yeah. that we are not even allowed to be soft to the point where if somebody says, hey, I think you're soft, we immediately take yeah. that as a jab or as mm-hmm. a character of soft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, an assault on our character, whereas, you know, that has not, I mean, has that always been so? You know, why is that a thing now? Why do we right. feel like, so what is the, so if you don't want to be soft, what do you want to be hard? You know, like, with, right, that's right. the opposite of that. And if you do want to be hard, why do you want to be hard? Do you feel that you need to be hard? Why do you feel that you need to be hard? What have we created within our community? Uh, to where we have uh, a, have several generations of black women who feel yeah. that they cannot explore their softness and they are women. That is, you worded that so well, they cannot explore their softness. I mean, I mean, because it's in there, but it's, it's, it's so layered, it's so masked by yes. all these other masks that maybe even out of necessity they've had to wear. Uh, right. Gosh, yes. Um, and I want to stay in this flow, like, you know, I'm just talking about how solution-oriented you are, so I don't want to, I don't want to devolve into blaming, but I do want to hold, right. I, I do want to explore it, right? So why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. And, and let me say this first. Uh, I'm with you. Like, um, I almost feel sad at what your observation um, was, you know? Uh, and then maybe as a man, I feel a little culpable or complicit because the last thing I'm, I want to do, I'm inclined to do is blame a woman for this. If anything, I want to hold fellas accountable. Like, yo, man, if we don't break solidarity and advocate for women, then if we don't lift the burden, then out of necessity, by default, they're carrying an extra burden. And we're conveying a message like, you've got to be strong. And I mean, fathers abandoning their family, you know, are, are leaving them with the weight. And so they gotta, they got all they, they, all they have is themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they, they feel like they can't relax and rest uh, and, and count on or ask for help. I mean, and then you got like, gosh, we're going to talk about this later. I'm sure. But misogyny, how we objectify women. I mean, like it's so prevalent. I don't blame the women as much as I empathize for the women. Um, right. And I just feel like guys, if guys are not, uh, actively trying to deconstruct some of these things, then they're complicit on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
kind of like white supremacy, right? Like, um, mm. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, I mean, I, I know you'll get this. I try to talk to some other black people about stuff and the speech, their conversation is in alignment with white supremacy, which mm-hmm. goes to show that you don't have to, the thoughts, the ideology can be embodied by a black body. It doesn't have to be a white person mm-hmm. spewing white supremacy. Same right. thing, it doesn't have to be a man spewing this, you know, male dominance or toxic yeah. masculinity type of thing mm-hmm. to be embodied by a woman. Once it's run its course and they're fully indoctrinated, they'll start fighting mm. their own health. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I, I actually agree with you. You know, um, you know, I if you go now while doing the research for this, you know, I've strategically placed myself in various communities um, and camps, I guess you would say, of okay. thought, you know, of schools of thought around why, you know, of femininity, feminism, black women, you know, where we are, you know, why is it like that? You know, so I can get a, um, a well-rounded view of why we are actually here and why it looks this way. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, but if you go to my page, you know, anyone who goes to my page, so what we don't do is we never man blame anything. You know, we never, um, we don't hate men, you know, that's yeah. definitely not a thing because, you know, you know, I'm for one, this is my philosophy. You know, I feel like it takes, to create anything. So, you know, we're not going to say now, has, you know, some of the, um, has the black man contributed to this? Absolutely. Has the black woman contributed to it? Absolutely. And yeah. to say that, you know, okay, it's all on one gender or another, yeah. that, that doesn't even go with you know, the laws of the universe, that doesn't go yeah. with balance. You know, I mean, there has yeah. to be, you know, if it's this way, it's been caused by both parties, but, you know, ways that, you know, men can help rectify this, you know, is by, you know, allowing, creating space to where women can mm-hmm. be relaxed. Creating yeah. space to where women can uh, take off the burden of yeah. wearing a masculine role, you know, uh, yeah. something that, and I've, I've had to actually, you know, check a few brothers with this, but, you know, they'll say things, you know, they love the platform. They love what it's about. They're like, yeah, you know, you're talking about femininity and black women, you know, da, 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 da. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have to understand that when you're saying that, when you're acknowledging that black women are not as feminine as other cultures of women, which is true to a degree, you know, which mm. you're, you're also having to say that you help create I'm cringing on the inside. I'm cringing on the inside. I, I don't want to. Yes. It, yeah. It, it may be true. Yeah. I don't, don't want to. And, and most, and most men, they, they want the outcome of it, but they don't want what the created. Because with women, this is how it is. This is the way it is. If women, see, <laughs> if women see that something is not getting done, the first they're going to, this is the way it works. It's oh, So if there is a need that's not being met, 
somebody's going to play the masculine role, somebody's going to play the feminine role. Now, you, you could say the woman should play the feminine role, the man should play the masculine role. However, that can get reversed depending upon the situation. If yeah. a woman has step in, if the more she has to come out and step into the role of, okay, I got to protect, okay, I have to provide, that's creating a more masculinized woman. Sure. And sure. And and but and on the other hand, what that what that is doing, women have to understand also when we the more we do that, um that's also getting a, a more feminized man. Exactly. It's just the mm. way energy works. I mean, it's yeah. it, it just is. There is no yeah. even out, like they're opposed. Yeah. And so when you're praising the woman of another culture, what you're doing really is praising, the, praising man, the man. That man. Mm. You're praising on, that man through. because he's what that man has done is he has created, he, he produced a cult with what masculine energy is supposed to do. He yeah. produced, he built a society that that woman felt feminine enough. She felt comfortable enough in to relax into her feminine. Yeah. Women naturally, we are not going to be masculine. It's, we have, we all have, you know, um, masculine and feminine energy within us. However, a woman's yeah. energy is going to be primarily feminine. She is in an environment that has that is not conducive to that feminine energy being the dominant energy. So the way black men black women uh step more into their feminine energy is actually we don't have to step it will just we would just slide straight into it because that's just the way energy yeah, works. That would be the default, yeah. Yes, if we me, if black kids were to create more environments and build more environments to where women felt more relaxed to be feminine, we mm-hmm. would naturally just slide straight into the uh, fluidity of femininity. We just would; it would just happen, happen automatically. You know, as you were, initially when you started talking about this, I'm seeing peers. I'm seeing like romantic relationships, like me and my wife or even platonic, like me and, you know, like me and you were hanging out, you know, uh, or me, you, your husband, my wife, you know, we all hanging out, but platonic relationships or, or even romantic, but still there's, there's, there's peers. But then as you kept going, I thought about, and I'm thinking about like the origin of all of this, it's not just your partner or like your bro or your sis. It, um, even the father, could have created mm. a more masculine mm-hmm. woman, yes. right? By his neglect. Yes. 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 Or how harsh he yes. was on his daughter. And, but see, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want everything. I don't want all of my conclusions to be like, I'm pointing a finger at another group, but. Right. Because you, the man is responsible, but, um, I just imagine the oppression that they were under. Like it's only, they could only mm-hmm. project that same oppression. Like they got to get healed. Yes. Like everybody got to yes. get healed, you know, and, and everyone does, has the, does the other nationality. I agree with what you said. Like, you know, for us to praise the femininity of another woman of another nationality, uh, we're simultaneously praising the man who created that type of environment. But is that man still worthy of that type of adulation if it was by ill gotten gain? Or is that a whole nother conversation? Like the outcome is the outcome. I feel like the outcome is the outcome. Okay. It's it's the outcome is the outcome because the people of that people group, um, 
they don't, you know, this is where we start getting into tribalism, you know, but, yeah, you know, yeah, the people yeah. of that people group, they are concerned primarily with their people group. So that's their, if their people yeah. group, right, and that's just, you know, the way it works, you know, if their people group are dominant, the women of that people group, they're not necessarily thinking, you know, they don't, <laughs> they're not what in that head that? space. They don't have to be in that headspace because yeah. the men have taken care of that. So they yeah. don't have to think about that. It as really long does as, boil you know, down their protection yeah. and, and their provision is not uh, is not um, threatened. They are okay. Now, am I saying that's right? Am I saying that's wrong? I'm not saying either. I'm yeah, just it is saying what it is. What is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, and that's how it's been working. I mean, it's, it's kind of eat or be eaten. I mean. All right, y'all, look, I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you guys right here. I warned you in the beginning that the conversation was going to be so thorough that I couldn't give it to you all at once, that this would just be um, uh, it's the first installment of a multi-part episode. So here we go. We got to interrupt you guys. Pause right now so we don't overwhelm you with all of this. Let you get some time to process and apply all that Miss Jasmine dropped on us. And then I want to encourage you guys to come back, keep coming back, so you can get the rest of the keys and the future episodes. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy while you're here. Just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, rub me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.